0: Finally, and in impeccable timing, football is back. Take into the Max Sports Podcast with your host, Max Murphy. Also, co host of a great podcast with my roommate and co host, Tay Sweetwood, 410 Sports Podcast on Spotify, on YouTube. Have had some great guests on that podcast that we will be releasing our first episode of the second season pretty soon here, but no better way start off this long work in progress this podcast i've been so excited to start and i'm finally able to do it but no better way to start with the big college football game starting today giving picks later for that one um, had the backyard brawl the other day i mean just the best time of the year born and raised in bismarck north dakota now sophomore at syracuse university love it here this podcast If you like sports, if you like sports betting, you're going to love it. Uh, Releasing two to three times a week, always coming out youth picks. Um, Just my way to break down the sports news that's going on. Um, Everything in this crazy media game that we got going on right now. But why don't we start off with college football week one tomorrow. Marquee games, great games. I mean, Ohio State versus Notre Dame, number two versus number five. Could you ask for a Bear kickoff? Could you ask for a Bear College football game day? Then to be at the Horseshoe, then to be at the place I will be absolutely rocking with fans, not only from Notre Dame, which is South Bend, not too far from Columbus, there will be some fans there. But a stadium that will have over 100,000 people, um, that environment is going to be nuts. If you love college football, you're going to love week one because this is unreal. Don't forget about Chick-fil-A. Great restaurant. uh, kickoff with Georgia defending champs, number three seed versus Oregon, number 11 seed. Why is this game so intriguing? Uh, I don't know, because the former defensive coordinator, which produced eight college great standout defensive players, eight that were drafted in the NFL, that is the most in history, five in the first round. Uh, Oregon said, I want that guy as our head coach, because Mario Cristobal, he's gone. He's in the ACC, Miami. We need someone like that. To be running the show. Here at Oregon. Trying to get back to the days with Marcus Mariota. Won't be easy. But. And Georgia as a first test. That line opening up at. 17 points. Is absurd. Especially at a neutral field. Even though it's not really neutral. Because it's at Mercedes-Benz Stadium. where uh pretty close to University of Georgia. So it will be Georgia field dominated. However. I think that is way too many points. But. Those two marquee matchups, Syracuse-Louisville, home opener there, tonight is going to be nuts here on campus. So excited for this game versus Louisville. who We have lost three straight. That streak will end tonight, 8 o'clock, ACC Network. It's going to be rocking. Ohio State, let's go back to them. Top four teams of college football this year. We have a pretty good idea with the preseason rankings who they think is going to be top dogs, who they think is going to fall off. Um, Ohio State, C.J. Strout, who finished second in the Heisman, who is projected to go second overall depending on the teams in the NFL who will place last, whatever. Uh, great quarterback. I think is going to have an even better year than what he had last year with Ohio State. With Garrett Wilson, Chris Olave, those two guys are gone. You're thinking, how can these guys be replaced? How can this team do better than they did last year, which they didn't even make the college football playoff? Uh, Two names to give out here. Marvin Harrison Jr., Jackson Smith, and Jigba. Outstanding. Not only replacements, but just wide receivers that could go first, second round in the NFL next year. How about a guy you may have heard of from that offense that's returning from last year, Trayvon Henderson? He's back. He's ready to go. He looks good in preseason. This team is going to be so good. Spoiler alert, national champions this year. They're going to take down the number one preseason rank and the heavily, actually, the most favored a team has been going into a college football year since 2018, Alabama team, since 2005, USC team. They think this Alabama team is not only going to be double-digit favorites versus every single team they play this year, but they think that they're going to easily win it and Bryce Young will go back-to-back Heisman, which you won't because CJ Stroud will. Anyways, um, in case you were wondering, my other three teams... However, college football just announced yesterday a uh, 12-team move into a 12-team playoff format, which is insane, but my top four teams, that won't happen until 2026, my top four teams, Ohio State, boom, Alabama, boom, Lincoln Riley from Oklahoma gets hired, signs an insane higher than nick Saban deal. Uh, higher than John Harbaugh to bring back the regime bring back the bring back the dominant force at USC I think USC won't only win the Pac-12 I think they're gonna be great I think he's gonna make an impact right away uh, with Caleb Williams with they just got a great recruiting class I think USC is going to be really good. They're going to be top 4 team by the end of the year. They're not even they're underdogs to win the Pac-12. The weak Pac-12. They have U- Utah. I mean, where are we where are we doing here? College football. Utah, who got beat by Ohio State in the Rose Bowl. You have them beating Lincoln Riley and USC in preseason predictions? I mean, If you want to place any future bet on college football right now, it's got to be USC's value to win the Pac-12. This is insane. So we got Ohio State, Alabama, USC, and the weak ACC that will be dominated by Clemson. DJ, cannot pronounce his last name, has been compared to, oh, I don't know, of Clemson. Two quarterbacks that you may, maybe I've maybe heard of. Trevor Lawrence, Jacksonville Jaguar, first pick overall. Um, Deshaun Watson, great Clemson quarterbacks. DJ, nationally, highly recruited out of high school. He It's taken some time. I'm very high on DJ. Um, what he's done the last couple years have been kind of... Eh, embarrassing. But also, I think that comes with expectations. I think he has a very high ceiling. I think he can perform at a high level. I think he can lead this team with a great defense, even though they lost Andrew Booth to the Minnesota Vikings second-round pick. He's going to be a stud. Uh, Even though they lost some guys from that great defense, I think Clemson is going to be a top-four team. Clemson, USC, Alabama, Ohio State. Top-four teams preseason. I already talked about this crazy marquee matchup with number two Ohio State number five Notre Dame I gotta go on the other side of the field who are they playing Notre Dame uh Notre Dame just lost Brian Kelly who did unreal things with that team in the last not not decade um what he built Notre Dame to be an independent NBC Sports, an independent academically um, top in the nation uh, school to be able to recruit in South Bend, Indiana, when you have to try and out-recruit teams like Alabama, like Georgia, like USC, like Texas, heck, stay up north, let's go Ohio State and Michigan, To be able to out-recruit these kind of teams when you're an academically um, prestigious school Uh, and then what he did with them. I mean, how many bowl games, how many top 10 seeds were they? I know it's a legendary school for football. I get that. Recruiting nowadays if you're not in the SEC, recruiting nowadays if you're not in a warm school or the Big Ten with Penn State, Ohio State, Michigan, Michigan State. Trying to out-recruit those teams is not easy, and Brian Kelly did it at such a high level. He's now LSU. Marcus Freeman, who is very highly sought after. Sought after, uh, Marcus Freeman, who brings the energy like no other, right? And I think he's going to be a stud too. I, I think it's unfair and too much to put on his shoulders to compare him to Brian Kelly, though. Uh, Marcus Freeman will not be able to do what Brian Kelly did at Notre Dame. Marcus Freeman is a defensive, was the defensive corner. is a defensive mindset. I'd compare him to Mike Zimmer, right? Minnesota Vikings, obviously I'm a fan there. But uh, Mike Zimmer, who was a defensive corner, has been his whole life, he just kind of got washed away in this game because now with teams and their offensive power, that we are seeing in not only the NFL, but in college football, CJ Stroud, Bryce Young, right? These offensive-oriented, offensive huge teams, Caleb Williams at USC, you're going to have to be able to get into shootouts to not only make the college playoffs, but to do something there. What didn't we see when Michigan and Cincinnati were in the college football playoffs last year? The offensive power that they lack, lack thereof versus Alabama and Georgia. Right, Alabama and Georgia had um, picks like John Mechie, um, like uh, George Pickens. So these teams had all this offensive power. And Michigan and Cincinnati, Desmond Ritter's fine. He's going to be a good backup quarterback. Uh, J.J. McCarthy and uh, McNamara battling for that quarterback spot just didn't bring enough offensive power. This is why I'm so high on Ohio State, on USC, on uh, Alabama, because look at their quarterback and look at their coaches, obviously, Lincoln Riley, Ryan Day, Nick Saban, but C.J. Strout, Ohio State, Bryce Young, Alabama, and Caleb Williams, USC. You're just seeing it through and through. Now as college football becomes offensive-orientated, same with the NFL game, Marcus Freeman, Notre Dame, they're at five right now, and I only think they're going to drop as the year goes on. I haven't really looked at their schedule. I'm sure it's pretty weak. They're independent. They will be playing USC. They'll lose that. Um, Their scheduling, I'm surprised they went after Ohio State. I guess they're really confident in this team that they can kind of pull off an upset. But Ohio State's offensive power. Will be too much to handle, even for Notre Dame's great recruiting class, even for how, how, as good as people think they're gonna be. Ohio State minus seventeen. Here's what we're going with: college football and NFL. We're going with the max seven, right? So Max is coming at you with seven picks here. uh First pick: Ohio State minus seventeen. I know it's a lot of points. I know it's the game of the week. I know it's two verse five. Seventeen points here. Isn't enough. It should be 21. It Should be 24. Uh, offensive power. Notre Dame's gonna r- just ravel under the pressure, under the loud hundred thousand people stadium crowd. Uh, Ohio State minus 17. I had the points here. Next game talked about earlier in this podcast episode. Oregon at Georgia. Not really at Georgia. Uh, you have to keep in mind that this is a neutral field, right? That Georgia. That sorry. Excuse me. That. Oregon has guys from the Georgia locker room that are very familiar with what they did last year with what uh, the Georgia quarterback now I'm blanking on his name um, with what the Georgia quarterback did um, they lost eight defensive players uh, Oregon gets their defensive coordinator as their head coach 17 and a half points is way too much here three versus 11 Oregon covers they don't win Georgia wins Oregon covers 17 and a half. This is a great number. You have to do it. Um, And Ohio State, Notre Dame, Oregon, Georgia. Two great matchups. But I think one here, there's a lot of value on plus 17. I wonder what the money line odds are because that's that's a game that you have to take. Syracuse. Those are my first two picks. Syracuse opened at plus 4. Now is at plus 5 versus Louisville. They've lost three straight versus Louisville. Keep in mind, all three games have been away. Syracuse is in the carrier dome. They're in the dome, I guess not carrier dome. JMA wireless dome now. Uh, And if you think that I'm going to this game and expecting Syracuse to lose by more than a field goal versus a team who is average at best with one exceptional player, And that does happen to be on the offensive side. And it happens to be the most, the most important position on the field. Uh, Quarterback Malik Cunningham, Lamar Jackson 2.0. At the same school as Lamar Jackson went to. This guy, if he can be stopped, Louisville is a mediocre team that will not be able to pound it against Michael Jones. Stephon Thompson, Deuce Chestnut, who is a third, I believe, um, third All-American in the ACC last year as a true freshman, right? Has one more year under his belt, Deuce Chestnut, Garrett Williams, these guys are projected to get drafted in the NFL for a good reason. If you haven't already been tuning into 410 Sports Podcast, last year we had Garrett Williams, Right. Last year we had Michael We had Stephon Thompson. Great dudes. Even better football players. And they're just going to stop this Malik Cunningham. I really, I'm biased, but I really do think that this is a bad matchup and too many points to give to a home team, home opener uh, with Garrett Schrader under center for another year. He's got things to prove. Sean Tucker racking in all these preseason uh, accolades, right? Um, Dino Babers, another year at head coach. So this team that's only lock, lacking the wide receiver position, five-point dogs versus Louisville, come on now. That's my third pick out of the Max 7. Let's roll it. I think we're moving into my most confident bet of the week. Kentucky minus 15. Okay. Will Levis, who's projected to be a first-round quarterback. Will Levis, who is a dynamic quarterback, not only is he athletic, can he run with the ball? But he can sling it too. He can sling it, right? Down the field versus Miami, Ohio. Okay, first of all, two places in this college that are the second best in their own respective names. Miami, not even the best Uh college football college in america university of miami is ohio not even the best ohio team in the state of ohio right kentucky minus 15 versus miami ohio at home let me give you a stat here in case you're wondering how confident i am on this bet kentucky quote is an ncaa best 18 and 5 Versus the first half spread in the last two seasons. If you think I'm only hammering minus 15, wrong. Minus nine, first half, Will Levis comes out trying to prove that he can be that first round quarterback, which I think he can be. I watched him last year. He's very good. They had a solid team last year. Um, Will Levis, first half, minus nine in the game, minus 15. Hammer! Absolutely the hammer. On Kentucky, minus 15 and minus 9 in the first half. Uh, That's max four. Max four out of seven. Coming at you with three more picks. We got Arkansas, minus six and a half versus Cincy. Arkansas with Jefferson, another year at quarterback, who, if, if you haven't noticed so far, Last year with Kenny Pickett and Malik Willis being the top of their class. I really like Matt Corral too, but a weak quarterback class compared to what has been the last couple years. Um, this year is absolutely stacked. Caleb Williams, USC. CJ Stroud, Ohio State. Bryce Young, Alabama. Jefferson, Arkansas. Will Levis, Kentucky. Malik Cunningham, Louisville. Uh, Arkansas, my six and a half. SEC, we've known this for the last couple years, is just, it's different, right? When it comes to Saturday down south, they like to call it. It's different. Football there, even in Arkansas, is, I don't know how Cincinnati goes into this game. Even though they were in the playoffs last year, um, I forget their ranking. Uh, Let's see here. Cincinnati football. They're ranked 23rd. If that doesn't tell you what preseason pool is saying, dropping from four last year in the playoffs, snuck into the playoffs, got killed by Alabama, four last year to 23 this year. Why? They lost their four best players, right? Desmond Ritter, okay? Sauce Gardner. Two, well, Desmond Rare was the second round pick. Sauce Gardner, top five pick. Kobe Bryant, not the basketball player. Kobe Bryant, cornerback, lost him. Uh, they lost one more guy that went in the NFL. So Arkansas at home, Saturday down south. My six and a half versus Cincinnati. This is a very, all of these are very confident picks. This is Max five out of seven. Two more picks. University of Florida, plus three. If I haven't already expressed my love for USC future bet to win the Pac-12 with Lincoln Riley, um, Utah that ended the season phenomenal, even though they had their crazy Rose Bowl game loss um, to Ohio State. Utah is rightfully so ranked pretty high. I don't think they win the Pac-12. USC will. But University of Florida hiring Bill Napier uh, coming from Florida State hiring bill napier who is kind of what an immature uh young university of florida team needs right this veteran presence who has who have uh played on many teams before or sorry who have coached on many teams before um i got it right here bill napier Bill Napier, who has been on Florida State, Georgia, Miami, Alabama, Tampa Bay Bucks, Tennessee, and the Dolphins. So he's, stay, he's stayed south the whole time. But Bill Napier's is going to bring in this veteran presence that they need. I think he's a solid coach. I think three points to a home team against a team that's just ranked way too high is too many points. I think Florida actually could win outright, but for sure take the three points. This is going to be a great game. Um, in Gainesville. Watch out there. Last game. That's 607. Max 707. Clemson minus 23 versus Georgia Tech. Do I like touching these games that are over 20 points? Do I like touching these games that are so absurdly these lines are just absurd. Minus 23? Well when you're playing Georgia Tech, I do. Okay? Uh, 23 points for, in my opinion, the fourth best team in college football this year. is not too many points. It should be at 30. It should be at 40. I think they're going to steamroll Georgia Tech. Um, Love this pick as well. So, seven picks. Ohio State, minus 17, versus Notre Dame. Oregon, plus 17. And a half, versus Georgia. Syracuse, plus five at home. Upset alert there. Kentucky minus 15 and minus 9 first half versus Miami, Ohio. Arkansas minus 6.5 versus Cincinnati. University of Florida plus three versus Utah. And Clemson minus 23 versus Georgia Tech. Love these picks. Uh first podcast episode, and you couldn't give couldn't give a better slate than this. Transitioning to the biggest news that has dropped in a long time in college football. The biggest debate. In college football, but maybe sports right now, is a four team playoff bracket the solution? Is it? You can drop your opinions, do what, say whatever you want, do whatever you want. Um, I think this is awesome. It adds and kind of takes away, but parody in college football is the only thing that lacks it because we have great, we have, there are so many great. College football teams, but I mean, as much as I'd like to see it, say it isn't. It is. It's the same couple teams every year, right? Clemson, Alabama, Ohio State, Michigan is always solid. Notre Dame's always solid. Oklahoma, um, Georgia, and if these teams aren't the representing the four, then you gotta bring in a twelve twelve uh, team college playoff, which I love. I think it adds parity. It. Gives teams like Cincinnati last year who had the chance, like uh, maybe like a Baylor or a Notre Dame, but some of these teams that are always just on the edge that whine and moan about not being able to be in the college football players, even though they'd get in as the four scene, get rocked versus Alabama. It uh, gives them a chance to get in there and uh, learn the hard way. So they're advancing it to the 12 team playoff format. Um, I would like to explain it in my own words. It's way too long to do that. Um, I'm just going to go over kind of the key points of how this is going to work, right? So the 12 teams will be the six conference champions. So I'm assuming the Power 5 and the ACC or AAC. Um, Big 12, Big 10, Pac-12, ACC, SEC, and then probably the ACC a ac um 12 will be the six conference champions ranked highest by the selection committee no minimum ranking required plus the six highest ranked teams not included among the six highest ranked conference champions um the first four teams will have a bye uh will We'll be seed one through four and we'll receive a first round bye. the other eight teams will play in the first round with the highest seeds hosting the lower seeds, either on campus or at other sites designated by the highest seed institution. Number 12 versus number five at number five, number 11 at number six, number 10 at number seven, number nine at number eight. You can read on and on about this format. I think it's great. Um, However, it's not going to go into effect until twenty twenty six, so we have four more years of what we've been doing with um, for the last however many years, right? Since so the BCS, um, I think it's awesome. Adds parity. Um, yeah. So if you want to read about that, read about that format. Format. Go ahead. Google what you got there. Transitioning to the more dominant. Football League, NFL. Who wouldn't be excited for the NFL? Brings in fans from everywhere. Um, Some of my predictions who's going to win each division? Where will OBJ land? Uh, The teams that I think will come to downfall, the teams that I think will have a big year. Uh, Let's start off with some predictions. You never know what happens in college. I may not get to shoot another podcast episode until the first game is done, right? Bills Rams Bills Rams to open up NFL season. Could you ask for a bear game? The two team one team that has Super Bowl champs and the conference champion. Um sorry, conference champion runner up. But Bills and Rams are opening up. I may not get a podcast out before then so I gotta predict each division winner. What are the divisions? Right. We got let's start with the NFC East. Eagles highly favored. Plus one fifty not highly, but plus one fifty. Um commanders plus five hundred, Giants plus eight hundred, and the Cowboys plus one fifty. Eagles had in mine and in a lot of analysts eyes the best offseason we've seen probably since the Rams a couple of years ago since they moved to LA from St. Louis but the Eagles just acquiring uh C Gardner Johnson uh with Fletcher Cox with AJ Brown who they acquired who's gonna have a monster year Devonte Smith and Jalen Hurts another year together who are former teammates at Alabama I think the Eagles are gonna have a great year they're gonna win this division plus 150 future bet is a lock. AFC East. Bills, minus 240. Patriots, plus 500. Dolphin. Dolphins, plus 475. That means that they think the Dolphins are going to have a better record than the Patriots. Um, I don't think so. Uh, and then the Jets, plus 2800 to win the division. Gotta go with the heavy favorites here. Bills, who added Von Miller in the offseason. Didn't really lose anyone except Jordan Phillips to the Vikings. Um, minus 240 here. Great future bet. 24 to win 10. 240 to win 100. Love this bet. Uh, <clears throat> Dolphins plus 475. I think the Patriots will have a better year than the Dolphins. Dolphins add a lot of uh, flashy guys. Tyree Kill, right? They think Tua is still their man, but the Bills are going to run this division this year. Patriots could be a wild card team. Dolphins, I don't see it. Uh, NFC North, my favorite one. Now, here's where my bias comes in. Diehard Vikings fans. Plus 260 to win the division versus the Packers, Lions, and Bears. Packers minus 190. Are we not forgetting that the Packers number one this season rec- Number one receiver this year could be Alan Lazard or Christian Watson, who is a five year starter at NDSU. If you, my rule is if you play five years in college football, no way can you make out to the league. No way can you have a real impact if you are stuck in an amateur league for that long, right? So you get up to the pros and expect to be the number one wide receiver at Aaron Rodgers. Granted, they do so of Aaron Rodgers, but they lost Chandler Sullivan to who? The Vikes. They lost Cedarius Smith to who? The Vikings. They lost Marquez Valdez-Scantley. They lost Devontae Adams to the Raiders. They've only lost they haven't gained. And they barely have owned this division the last couple of years. The Vikings, who hopefully we hired the right guy, Kevin O'Connell. I have my doubts. Um, love. Kwesi, uh, our new GM, who I think is kind of could knock out of the ballpark here this year. Have my questions about Lewisine. But Andrew Booth, Clemson cornerback, who I um, said previously, I think the Vikings have only gotten better. I'm biased here, but I think they're going to win this division. Plus 260 is way too much value for a team that are a lot of people's dark horse pick to win the Super Bowl. Uh, let's move to the AFC South. Okay, we got the Colts, the Jags, probably the weakest division. The Colts, the Jags, the Titans, and the Texans. Colts, minus 130. I think they do it. Tennessee, there's too many questions. Harold Landry just towards it, uh, ACL. There's too many questions with Kalon Burks, their first round wide receiver pick, losing A.J. Brown. Derrick Henry, can he stay healthy? Um, Indianapolis just... I love Matt Ryan, um, Carson Wentz from Bismarck, North Dakota. Love Carson Wentz. Uh, Matt Ryan is kind of what this team needs. They have all the talent. They have Darius Leonard. They have uh, Michael Pittman Jr. They have obviously top two, maybe one running back in the league, Jonathan Taylor. Uh, Indianapolis minus one thirty. I think it should be they should be favored a lot more. Jags. Could be a sleeper here, but my plus seven fifty with such a new team, such a new head coach, Trevor Lawrence with his second year. Um, I think the Colts they're gonna run this division. I really do. Minus one thirty here. We got four more. The NFC South with the Bucs, the Panthers, the Saints, and the Falcons. Saints, Jameis Winston. Um, they had a pretty good offseason, but the Bucks with Tom Brady returning. Tom Brady coming off his best statistical season at 40 some years old is absurd. I think he can do it again. Um, minus 250. This is pretty much a lock. The division is very weak. Otherwise, unless Baker Mayfield somehow does something, least fair quarterback in the NFL. Um, plus 900. That's not happening. So, Bucks run that division. AFC West. The best. NFL division, we have seen since a couple years ago with the NFC West, but probably in NFL history. One through four, there's always a weak link in a division, right? Even with the NFC West, uh, the Seahawks this year, there's always a weak link. But the Chiefs, the Chargers, the Broncos, the Raiders, all at plus odds. Give me the Broncos. Give me Russell Wilson, top five quarterback in the league, who just signed a crazy extension. Give me Jerry Judy. Give me Cortland Sun. Give me the two-headed monster in the backfield. Give me Bradley Chubb. Give me Russell Wilson. Give me Russell Wilson. Give me Russell Wilson. Give me Russell Wilson. Plus 260. Not only to win the division, I think the Broncos win the Super Bowl this year. Lock it in. Way too good odds. The Chiefs are going to be Studley, obviously. L- gaining Juju Smith-Schuster, losing Tyreek Hill. Um, just Patrick Mahomes. Can't can't count him out. But the Chargers, plus 220. A lot of people love that. Uh, Raiders, I think, end up second in the division. Raiders with their card... Uh, Josh McDaniels as their head coach. I think the Raiders are going to be really good. They had a really good offseason. Devontae Smith, Chandler Jones, just to think at the top of my head. Max Crosby resigning. signing him. Uh, Raiders are going to be really good, but Broncos are going to run that division. Moving TFC North. Very good division as well here. Ravens plus 140. Bengals plus 170. Browns plus 380. Steelers plus 1000. I like the favorite here. Ravens plus one forty. I think the Cincinnati Bengals are one of my three teams that are gonna have a big drop off this year. Uh no young team really bounces back from Super Bowl runner up very well. Um, I think it's safe to say that the Bengals, even with their young talent, Joe Burrow, Jamar Smith, Joe Mixon, you name it, they have it. I I'm just too high on Lamar Jackson. Right? Lamar Jackson hasn't signed yet, but Lamar Jackson, with their run game, with their coach experience, I love Harbaugh. Um, I think plus 140 here is the play. FC West, Rams, Niners, Cardinals, Seahawks. Going with the favorites here, the Super Bowl champs. Uh, At plus 130. Too many questions with Trey Lance's... um, I watched him play at NDSU twice. Freak athlete um, reminds me so much of Patrick Mahomes. I think it's too good to be true. He's got such a smooth game with a great arm with a great, um, he can get out of the pocket. He's very mobile, but I think the Rams, they just, they added Bobby Wagner, even though they lost OBJ and sorry, even though they lost Von Miller, OBJ, they lost too, but they got Allen Robinson Great replacement there. I think the Rams plus 130. Great. Great odds there. Um, But yeah, those are my division winners. AFC East, Eagles. AFC East, Bills. AFC North, Bikes. AFC South, Colts. AFC South, Bucks. AFC West, Broncos. AFC North, Ravens. And AFC West, the Rams. Where's OBJ going to land? This is, I don't know why it's not talked about enough, but this is the most, this is the most mysterious thing that I've seen in the NFL for a long time. We're talking about a guy who has been a top five, top 10 receiver in the league since he's been in the league, which I think he was drafted as a rookie in 2014, one hand catch. Um, We're talking about a guy who had two Super Bowl touchdowns, who... Is Yes, he's coming off an injury, but is still a top receiver in the league and hasn't signed with anyone. My roommate, co-host 410 Sports Podcast, uh, biggest diehard Patriots fan I know, is trying to trying to lure me into thinking that OBJ is signing with the Patriots. Very well could happen. They just cut a couple receivers from the team. Um, but I think OBJ... Where is he going to land? That's the biggest mystery in this off season, right? And how are the Browns going to be without Deshaun Watson? So many headlines. This is why having a podcast that will release two, three, four times a week is so, so important to not only my well being, but um, to try and keep everyone up to date, right? To try and give my hot takes. Uh, Broncos being Super Bowl champs. Notre Dame not being good. Um, by OBJ, where will he land? Packers, Bengals, Cowboys. The three teams are going to have the biggest downfall this year. Cowboys losing Amari Cooper. Cowboys losing Michael Gallup. Cowboys, who have my favorite quarterback, Dak Prescott, in the league. I don't think CeeDee Lamb's the number one receiver. I think the Eagles are too good for... For the Cowboys to do what they've done lately. And then the Bengals. I already talked about previous Super Bowl champs. Such a young team. It's hard for them to repeat that again. Who's going to have the biggest years? Raiders, Broncos, Colts. Two of them in the same division that I think will run the division. Um, the Colts, who are the most talented team that I haven't been to the playoffs in the last couple years. But I think Matt Ryan can do it this year. Um, I think those three teams are going to have a big year. Lots of golf news that we're going to get into with a separate podcast, but had to get out my college game day picks for this crazy slate that we have going on today, opening day in college football. Hope you like my picks. Max Super 7. Taking it to the max. Sports Podcast, Episode 1, Game Day. Let's go cues. We out.